Welcome to another episode of Author Tutorials. My name is Ezekiel Oburo. I'm an orthopedic surgeon at Nairobi Spine and Orthopedic Center, and I also work at the University of Nairobi where I teach orthopedics. The purpose of this podcast is to simplify certain aspects of orthopedics, especially to medical students and to medical officers. Today we will be looking at olecranon bursitis. <laughs> The olecranon bursa is a synovial membrane that is situated posterior to the olecranon. Its function is to make possible easy gliding of the surrounding tissues over the olecranon during flexion and extension. The bursa is prone to injury and infection due to its superficial portion and very little vascularity. Olecranon bursitis is frequently diagnosed only by clinical examination without the help of any formal diagnostic test. So what's the etiology of the same? Olecranon bursitis typically develops as a result of trauma, underlying inflammatory disease, or infection. Trauma can cause the bursa to bleed internally and generate inflammatory mediators that make the condition more likely to recur. Inflammatory diseases like rheumatoid arthritis, psoriatic arthritis, gout, as well as long-term illnesses like diabetes, alcoholism, or HIV may be linked to it. The poor vascularity suggests that infection spreads transcutaneously rather than hematogenously. And the normal skin flora is most frequently present in infections since they are typically related to direct inoculation through moderate trauma. So what's the epidemiology? Olecranon bursitis is a rather typical condition and the morbidity is really brought from the posterior elbow pain which restricts activities of the elbow specifically range of motion men between the ages of 30 and 60 are the ones who are commonly affected the bursa bleeds or inflammatory mediators are released as a result as a result of repetitive trauma or sports injuries, or in some cases, the patient may not really present even with such a history. The most common vulnerable population really are manual laborers. Inflammation can recur from chronic inflammatory conditions like rheumatoid arthritis or other conditions like gout or pseudogout. So, what do you find on history or physical examination? Swelling superficial to the olecranon process is a symptom of olecranon bursitis. The edema may limit the elbow range of motion as it worsens. As opposed to swelling within the elbow joint, elbow mobility is not limited in the early stages. Due to the fluid confined within the bursa, the look of bursitis is typically spherical or golf ball shaped. Bursitis brought on by an underlying infection is frequently accompanied by erythema and pain. Additionally, it is accompanied by systemic symptoms including fever, malaise. It should be emphasized that only 70% of cases of septic bursitis are accompanied by fever. As a result, it may be difficult to conclusively rule out an infectious cause in a patient who is not feverish. So, if a patient does not present with systemic symptoms, remember 
Like in patients with cellulitis, they may not necessarily have fever. So one must always have a high index of suspicion. So how do you evaluate this patient? The history and physical exam by themselves would most frequently be enough for the skilled doctor to determine the diagnosis. It is crucial to take the possibility of septic bursitis into account when determining the diagnosis. Without objective diagnostic tests, the ordinary practitioner is unable to consistently distinguish between a mild infected bursitis and a non-infectious bursitis due to the overlap and variable presentation of signs and symptoms. Therefore, one should always suspect that this patient who may not necessarily look like they have septic bursitis may have one. The gold standard for diagnosis is basal aspiration and examination. When an underlying infection is taken into consideration, this is very crucial. Fluid should be submitted for microscopy, culture and sensitivity and also for crystal inspection when one has the facilities. Unfortunately, these facilities of crystal inspection are not necessarily available in our setup here in Nairobi. So, how do you manage this condition? When a bursa is infectious, on an infectious will greatly influence how the therapy will go. In an acute non-infectious bursitis, rest, ice, and the use of non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs may be the main modes of management. It has also been demonstrated that using an elastic bandage can aid in, aid in reducing edema, Corticosteroid injections may lead to other improvement in olecranon bursitis symptoms. However, this therapy entails a 10% chance of iatrogenic infection. So before I inject a steroid and I do an aspiration or an injection of a steroid, I always clean very thoroughly. But remember that it could also lead to infection because of the overlap. Vasectomy may be an option for patients who are experiencing recurrent bouts. The likelihood of recurrence is increased by the presence of underlying bone spar. Therefore, surgical removal of the problematic spar should be considered for patients who have a recognized spar and more than one recurrence. Surgery involves removal of the balsam and removal of the spar. Although surgery may also be used in patients without spars. Antibiotics are necessary treatment for infectious bursitis, especially those which target streptococcal and staphylococcal organisms. Remember that one may need to disrupt any existing loculations during surgery if one is draining. And antibiotics can really just be used orally. So thank you very much. That is uh, our topic of today, olecranon bursitis.